Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and vendors there. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. How the hell are you on this Tuesday? Uh, Checks, notes here. I can do maths. Tuesday, November 16th. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm sure if some of you have seen the title by this, if you're expecting my usual fun, upbeat, jovial, fun attitude, <laughs> it's not going to happen here. Because I'm going to warn everyone buckle up, hold on to your butts, because this episode is going to be a roller coaster ride. I call the Hershey Bears the 14th unofficial roller coaster of Hershey Park. And my God, did this team live up to the billing this week. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the Gritton Barrett podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So the Bears, this past weekend, we had only two games this weekend. Wednesday night didn't go our way. Did I overreact to some things? Maybe. But we're fans. It's what we do. And it's Lehigh. It's the Phantoms. Any loss or win against them is going to get exaggerated. So, I went into this weekend with open hearts and open minds. With just one simple goal. Just one goal. That for us to go 500 on the weekend. And try to get some scoring depth try to find this team, have some rhythm once again. We're taking on an out-of-division team in the Syracuse Crunch. 
and we take on an annoying pain-in-the-butt division team, the Charlotte Checkers. Now, I'm going to tell everyone, that's pretty much what happened. We did go 500 on the weekend, uh, a win and a loss, but it's how we got there. And it's very much up and down. And I'm going to stop hot-dogging and grandstanding to quote OSW review, and I'm just going to get right into it. The boys started things off on a Saturday night as we went way up I-81 to Syracuse at Oop State Medical University Arena, otherwise known as the War Memorial there in downtown Syracuse. Now, that place is not easy to play at. It's an old barn. It's been around since the 1940s. It's had a good amount of money into it. It's had suites put into it. It has a stage in it. I'm not joking. It looks like they're going to host a high school grom. And it has suites. Um, it has a video board, which the ceiling actually had to be restructured just so it could handle the weight. The building is that old. It's a dump, but it's their dump. I've been up there. It's nice. It, it's nice. I don't mind going up there if the opportunity arises. But it's not one of those, oh my God, drop everything we're doing, we're going to Syracuse. So, the Syracuse Crunch are good, but not great. Um, Tampa Bay has taken everything they need. They send a few pittance down there and tell Syracuse, yeah, you guys are on your own. You guys have made it to the finals. And believe it or not, the Crunch have not won a Calder Cup. Syracuse has won a cup as the Syracuse Stars, but all the way back in the 1930s. They made it to multiple finals, but just never won it. So, the Bears come in, and it is the goaltenders for tonight's game are going to be, checks notes, uh, Phoenix Copley, okay, fine, taking on uh, Miftakoff, 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 M-I-F-T-A-H-O-V. That's not a name. That's a bad Scrabble hand. Anywho, um, the Bears had to do some goaltender rearranging because Zach Fucali got called up because VTech had a little bit of a an incident. A bit of an incident. So Fucali was called up. He started on the beginning of a two-game roadie as the Capitals went to Detroit, Detroit, and then Columbus. He got a shutout in Columbus. Huzzah! 21 save shutout in his NHL debut for the Capitals. And already Capitals Twitter, <coughs> excuse me, blew up. Start this guy. Why do we have Sammy? How's VTech? We now have three good goalies. One of them has to go. <laughs> Capitals Twitter was delicious. It was full of chaos. Madness. Delicious madness. And guess what, Washington? This is something you are going to have to deal with. Because who do you keep? Do you keep your current girlfriend in Samsonov? Or do you like Zach Fucali, who you just had a lovely coffee date with? Absolutely lovely. I don't know. But methinks I need to go on the Caps Chirps podcast to talk about this in the future. Anywho, <laughs> love you guys. Paulie, troll, love ya, mean it. Back to Syracuse. So this meant Phoenix Copley was starting on a Saturday night there in Syracuse. Now, again, this is not an easy place to play at. The Bears have had a lot of trouble 
against Syracuse in the latter 2010s. That's when Steve Yeiserman was pumping this organization full of good young prospects that have helped in Tampa's success. But on this night, we start off early. Beck Malenstein gets a big, juicy rebound in front that Mick Kanonoff left out there and scores! Big Beck Malenstein gets in front early, and it's one nothing Hershey. Yes! That's what you got to do on the road in Syracuse. Get the goal and go up early. I love it when the boys do stuff like this. I absolutely love it. And if there's one thing that the Bears have been missing, it is depth. Uh, getting the first goal, while important, important, has not guaranteed success with the chocolate and white. But it helps. It helps. So I'm not going to dismiss that completely. I'm like, all right, the boys are up one nothing. This will be fun. They got this. Nope. Sean Day. Uh, 32 seconds later, gets one past Phoenix Copley, and it's 1-1. Lovely. It's going to be one of those nights. And Syracuse and Hershey are just throwing hits on each other. It's big, big meaty men throwing each other into the boards. Whammo! Boy, those lively boards. Crunch, Beck Ballenstein. Bam! Kale Kessie. Oofda! And uh, Dylan Mickelrath. He's suspended. Okay. Uh, Shane Gersich. Bam! Into the boards. Wow. Okay. It's one of those nights. I guess they don't call him the Crunch for nothing. Oh, what is the Crunch? Oh, it's Crunch Man. No, that's a thing. That's not a Mega Man villain. Uh, it's a Crunch Man. It's sort of a throwback to a superhero logo they had in the 90s. Let me, let me tell all of you. Go to Google. Type in Syracuse Crunch 1990s jersey. Syracuse Crunch Man. Or, or just go look it up. And you'll see these black, turquoise, purple, and yellow jerseys. They are gaudy. And they are fantastic. Go look them up. So, we go at it more in the first. And Joe Snively breaks it yet again. Breaks his stick, but still gets the goal while deflecting a puck past Mikikinoff. And it is 2-1 Hershey. All right. Get it back and get back on the board. Love seeing this. Good response by Hershey. Power play goal by Joe Snively. Gets credit for it. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Sorry. Actually, this was one that it was credited to Joe Snively, but it went off of Derek Radish's stick and into the net. Technically an own goal, sort of, maybe, kind of, but who cares? We'll take it. Two on Hershey. But could Syracuse let, let it be? No. Hell no. Syracuse at the 15-minute mark... Um, Remy Ellie with a long shot from the point just beats Copley. Was he screened? I don't know. That's how Sean Day got him, but just a lot of up and down and to the point and from down low to the point and just threw long shots on net. And it just, you get a little bit of pressure in front of him and it seemed to work. So 2-2 after one. It's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? But you know what? I wanted scoring depth, and we had Beck get his first of the season. Joe Snively's heating up. I mean, yeah, Matt Molson's not doing much. Neither is St. Gersich. We have these new guys in the lineup, but I shouldn't complain. I shouldn't complain. So we get into the second, and uh, we start running into some penalty 
problems. Uh, Mikel Kempney. Um, the Bears got in, really hemmed in their own zone. And you know it's the second period, the period of the long change. And the Crunch were able to keep possession in the zone for probably about a good 45 seconds to a minute. That may not sound very long, but when you're skating around, trying to get a puck, keep your endurance going, it's a damn long time. And the Bears were gassed. They couldn't get a puck in deep when trying to uh, to, to clear it into the Syracuse zone or get past the neutral zone. And Syracuse just takes it, throws it back in. Instead of getting three guys off, they get one. Or they just get a forward off. They don't get a defense off. The defense is gassed. Kempney's gassed. He's old. And just tries to play the puck. And you know one of those, grab it, throw it on the ice. Instead, he grabs it, closes it, and throws it up against the board. Nope. 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 Closing your hand on the puck. Nope. You're out. And you could tell was tired he was gassed and he's pissed so he took the puck and just threw it down the ice nope 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 that's a 10 minute they gave him a 10 minute for abuse of the official uh no he got 10 minutes for being a bitch that's what he got and the refs technically could have thrown on an extra two for unsportsmanlike conduct in fact that's what i thought was going to happen But throwing the puck down the ice, yes, it's a safety hazard. It may sound minor, but let's say Kempney had the puck, chucked it, didn't look at what he was doing, and it goes into the crowd and hurts someone. So, yeah, you kind of can't do that. And Kempney, I understand you're mad. Can you leave the dumb stuff to people like me and not you? So he gets 10 minutes to sit and Matt Molson will serve the two-minute penalty. Now, does this mean it was a 10 and a bye? No. No, it wasn't a 10 and a bye. It was a 10. You sit down for 10 minutes. Okay, fine. The crunch do not capitalize on it, and it's. it seems like the game starts to settle down a little bit but until midway through the second, Garrett Pilon on a nice feed, finds Snively and scores! Yes! Really nice play from the boys. Bobby Nardella getting an assist on that. Shh. Bobby Nardella has three assists in his second game back. Shh. The mob hand. Shh. Don't tell anyone. And the and three, two. All right. Really good stuff. Because I, I, I was down the hall. I was watching this with... My fiance here, we're having pizza and soda. It's a lovely time. And I go down to the bathroom down the hallway, and I heard Zach go, and the Bears score! What? Hey, hey, darling, I got I got to run back in. What'd I miss? What'd I miss? And, all right, I'm there texting it in, and no sooner do they get the next line on, the next play going, in comes Remshaw. Remshaw? Remshaw? Grimjaw? Who passes it over to Demoski in backhand scores? Yes! Yes! Wow! Wow! Two goals in nine seconds for the Bears. Two goals in eight seconds, actually. And Demoski puts the Bears up four to two. Two quick goals is a polite way to tell the Onatoga County War Memorial Coliseum to sit down and shut up. Yes! 4-2 as we get out of the second. 
and we have it. I want scoring depth, and we got it. Guys like Demoski and Beck getting their first goals. Joe Snively heating up, getting a power play goal on the night. Yes, this is this. This is the type of game we've been waiting for as Bears fans. A game where we break out of these offensive slumps, put a team away, and show that we're getting past all this. Is it that easy? Bollocks is it. 23 seconds into the third. Remy Ellie again. A long shot beats Copley 23 seconds in. Sin. That's a sin. One minute into the third. This is not what you wanted to do. Typically in the third, you want to come out and survive an onslaught. Typically in the third period, if you're down by two, then you're going to get an onslaught for about four or five minutes. Of course, they're going to push. You hold that off, maybe force them into a mistake and control the game, control the tempo. Don't let them get a leg up on you. So if they get a goal, then that's when the pressure turns on. And that's what Ellie did. That's what the crunch did. And we go into the third. I see it all start to happen. It's all crumbling. Well, not so much, but Kale Cassie goes to the box after him and Element, Sean Element, got each two minutes for roughing, for grabbing and pushing each other. The Bears are throwing their weight around. They're not getting a lot of they're not getting a lot of shots in on net. Shut up, phone. They're not they're not really putting this game away. There is something I like to say. A team sometimes don't play to win. They play not to lose. There is a difference. When you're playing to win, you want to tack on more goals when you're up. When you're playing not to lose, you're going to sit on a 4-3 lead on a team that you should be beating because you think that just showing up in the third period is enough to win the goddamn game. Midway through the third, the shots are 10-3 Charlotte. Charlotte. Syracuse. 10-3, Syracuse. They're pressing. This is not bending, but not breaking. Syracuse is getting into the zone. They are beating Bears to the loose pucks. Winning corner battles. Getting shots in on Copley. Copley's being left to die in his crease because this team cannot close games. Am I getting worked up? Am I? Oh, well, the Bears probably held them off. You're just getting upset for nothing. 11-57. Joe Snively, cross-checking behind the net. Did A Syracuse player comes up and gives him a whack. He gives a cross-check back in retaliation, and off you go. And, and this is what a blogger, one of my influences, Bill Simmons, would describe as the guillotine in his Levels of Losing article, which is a fantastic article. It is where you're winning or you're in a close game but you're waiting for the screw-up to happen. You're waiting for it. It can be, in baseball, it can be a, a two men on and one one out, and you're leading by one, and there's a bloop sing, there's a bloop fly ball that finds a gap, and both men score off of your star reliever. In football, it's a slant pattern that's supposed to be a five-yard out that turns into a 35-yard marathon. In basketball, it's a simple three-pointer. That starts a rally. And in hockey, it's times like this. 4-3, a late power play. And I've seen this out of the Bears. I've seen this before. I've seen this play in Wilkes-Barre when we've had third period dogfights with them. And things like this happen. 
Typically, I call it a phantom holding because, well, refs. A hook, a hold, a something, a delay a game, and the Bears have to kill a penalty late. But these are the ones that if you can get through this, you should be fine. And I wanted to believe that. But the crunch, as they've done all period, sustained pressure. The Bears cannot clear. And from down low, Ellie looks like he's going to fake a shot. Actually fakes it. Goes around. Throws in front. There's Andre Suster all alone. And he scores! Damn it! Damn it! 4-4. With seven and a half minutes to go. And I knew it. I freaking knew it. This was going to happen. I, I could have told you this was going to happen. These are the plays. These are the penalty kills that sink teams when they do stuff like this. And this is what upsets us as Bears fans. This team should be more disciplined. Yes, late game penalties can happen, but you want to force the other team into doing it, not you. So it's a brand new hockey game, as Zach Fish likes to call it. And the Bears get some pressure in the late in the third, about three minutes to go, and and there's a scramble in front of the net, crunch players, Bears players, shot in, puck knocked down, guys trying to get stick down to knock the puck into the net, fighting in front of it. This is great. Two teams scraping and clawing. Goes back out to the point. Bobby Nardella collects it. Arm goes off. What? Arm penalty? Bears us? What? And he points to Drake Rimshaw, hooking. No, no, no. You're going to, he's going to get a hook? Oh, well, I thought the ref swallowed the whistle in the last couple minutes. Typically they do. But you cannot do that with two minutes to go. This is what kills teams. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching. This is what's going to end it. This is how we're going to lose this goddamn game in northern New York. And there is a, up top. Ellie throws down. There's Darren Radish down low. Oh, my God. Wide open net. Kneeling one-timer. He shoots. Score! No, he shanked it. Thank God. Rolls into the corner. Cleared by the Bears. And that ends the third period. Oh, my God. And we're going to overtime. This team. This king team. Can't be easy, can it? We go to overtime. Lovely. Nothing comes of it. It was a bad overtime period. Oh, well. Bobby Nardella gets stopped on a two-on-one. Whatever. Didn't result in a goal. Anyway, we go to a shootout. There's some good news. All right. It's about... 9.35 in Syracuse. We got a long bus ride home. Let's try to keep this short. First up is Gage Goncalves. Gage Goncalves. Skates in on Copley. Deeks him out of his jorts and he scores. Oh, good God. That's not good. That's really not good. All right, who do we got? Mogul. Michael Scarbosa up over the boards. Goes in. Deeks, 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 Deeks. Slides it under. Midcuff scores. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. Nice. All right. Who's up? Charles Hutton. Okay. Comes in on Copley. Shoots. Shanks and missed everything. All right. Who do we have? Joe Snively. Well, you got to go to the hot hand. You got to go. 
got to go to the bullpen. In comes Snively. In with speed. Comes right in on Mitkoff. Backs up a bit. Quick shot. Five hole scores. Yes. We're up. We're up. Who is it? Otto Sampai. Sampai? Sampai? Samp. Skates in on Copley. Slow, methodical, and painful. Oh, God. I'm standing out of my seat going booga, 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 booga. Come on. Comes in. Deeks, Deeks. Tries to slide it under the 5 hole. Oh, God. It's going to go in. I don't see the puck. I don't see it. Where is it? Where is it? No goal. And the Bears win in the shootout. Two to one in the shootout. And the Bears get the extra point to win it in Syracuse. Oh my God. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. And you know the term winning ugly? Well, that's winning ugly. And you know what? I should be happy. I should be. But I'm not. Because maybe we didn't deserve to win this game with the way we played. We played well for 48, for 48, for 40 minutes, and then we stopped because we thought we had two goals and new, and Charlotte would just roll over and die. Well, it's never that easy, and it's not supposed to be that easy. Me and the guys, we, we kind of agreed that if we were in Syracuse watching this game, we would have walked out angry and because, well, we didn't deserve to win. Not necessarily saying we stole one, but you just, you don't feel good about it. I honestly don't. So, okay, we get a win. I guess just shut up, take the win, get on the bus, and go home for the long five and a half hour ride home. I guess I just enjoy these. But it's hard because you see the Bears just fall out in the third. And it's concerning. It really is because we know this team is talented than this, is better than this, but yet we see these stupid performances of a team not being able to close one out, whether it's in the extra frame or not. But hey, we're at 500. Perhaps I should stop complaining. So we get to Sunday, cruddy Sunday, and we will get to that in a bit. But first... Bears fans, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game to win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper, giggity, or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, 
you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-THE-GAMBLER. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, and it's time to deal with the Sunday game as your Hershey Bears took on the Charlotte Checkers. And the Charlotte Checkers, the proud affiliate of your Florida Panthers and the new Seattle Kraken. And we had some goalie shuffling on Sunday as the Bears... um, of course, Hunter Shepard being called up with Fukali doing the great work over the weekend. But Saturday afternoon, it was revealed that Fukali had been sent back down from D.C. to Hershey. And rumors had said that he hopped on a flight from Columbus to Syracuse to rejoin the team. He didn't dress, but he was still there in person, you know, in case something happens. All right, cool. So is there a possibility he could go on Sunday? Maybe. Maybe. And we're starting to hear some grumblings out of the Capitals fan base of who really, really want Fakali to stick around. <laughs> madness. Delicious madness. But, you know, they played Pittsburgh later in the day, and I'll just let Caps Chirps deal with all of that. So, come Sunday, um, the boys come out for the warm-ups, and Hunter Shepard leads him out. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Shepard getting the start on a Sunday. It's a tail end of a of back-to-back with travel, so not surprising. And bring, bringing up the rear is Phoenix Copley as backup. Okay. I thought maybe Fukali would be in, maybe give Copley a, a day off, you know, considering the heavy travel and everything. But um, so nothing on Fukali. And I heard from some friends that Fakali was just walking around, not even dressed for tonight's game. Again, nothing too wrong with that, just a little odd. And after tonight's Pittsburgh game, and by the time all of you listen to this, the Capitals will be traveling to California for a little West Coast swing out there in California. Now, I heard rumors and innuendo that Fukali might get called back up to the Capitals and travel with the team, and Sammy could be left in D.C. for some extended training. (laughs) Ooh, this is getting delicious. This is getting really good, because now Sammy is no longer the popular girl in school. Vitek is, and now this new girl in Fukali comes in, and (laughs) 
I'm hearing trade rumors. I'm hearing trade rumors. <laughs> madness. Delicious madness. I love all of it. But again, this is all rumors, Caps fans. So take what I say with a grain of salt and a shot of Mountain Dew. Let's get into the game. Charlotte on the tail end of a 3-3 three and three themselves. Two games up in Wilkes-Barre and then traveled down to play us. This team is good. But let's see what the Bears can do. And early on, well, late in the first period, it's a pretty evenly matched, a pretty sloppy Sunday. I mean, I've seen plenty of these in my time. And coming out into the zone comes Garrett Pilon, splits the defense with the deke, deeks Joey to court and scores! Oh my goodness, you filthy, filthy dirty man! Dirty boy! Dirty, dirty, dirty! Filthy! Garrett Pilon. Mwah! Love it. Absolutely love it. And it's one nothing Hershey early. You've seen a pattern in the past three or four games. Hershey typically goes up early. And let's see if this is a game where they can capitalize on it or <laughs> we'll see where it goes. But uh, Charlotte gets a power play. And um, Scott Wilson throws one um, across the goal mouth. And Riley Sutter gets a stick on it. It's a really nice deflection. And it goes into the net. Oh... Oh, Riley Sutter just put it into his own net. We call that the Nashville Predators, my friends. And uh, awkward, but okay. Okay, hockey's full of bad bounces all the times. Somebody's going to be on the Steve Dangles, dang it, weekly videos, aren't they? So it's 1-1. Fine, fine. Another power play for Charlotte. And long shot out of Chase Prensky, tipped by Lynn, and it's into the net. What did I say about sins? The most accursed goal, as Uncle Doc would say, are ones with a minute to go and a minute to start the period. And it's 2-1 Charlotte at the beginning of the into the second, even though the Bears are, are dominating the shots, 15-8. to eight. But methinks this is what the Binghamton shot counter was where anything closer than that, they'd count, they'd count, count, count. But I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of Hershey because Hershey is, okay, we've, okay, we're starting to go down. We're going to throw our weight around and start pushing people and all that, um, which is fine, but you're, you're starting to get angry and you're only down to one. I mean, sure, the refs are calling everything under the sun, but you got, don't give Charlotte that opportunity because you've seen it. Two power play goals already, one of our own doing, but this team is talented. Lind, True, McCormick, uh, Demensko, others. Don't give them opportunities. And to start the second, the Bears give up another one. Max McCormick. Not a power play goal, mind you, but just a crossing. But McCormick from the circles gets it in. 3-1, two goals in under a minute, technically, heading into each period. And you could, you could feel it. You could just feel it. Charlotte starts taking over a little bit. And penalties do start coming. Cody Clark for tripping. Mason Morelli for tripping. Beck for a hook. All of these are right. Cody Clark... For roughing. For roughing. While fans may not have liked these calls, 
A lot of them were legit. Guys falling on top and not letting the one guy get up. A trip. A hook. These are not... The refs are not trying to screw you. You're just playing bad hockey. You're getting angry. Play smart. I'm tapping my head. Another power play for Charlotte. And who else scores on a real pretty passing play? Liquid hockey from Charlotte. Kale Fleury, Soren Knoll to Alex Jander True. Right past Shepard, who was left to die in his crease. Because this penalty kill just thought it could stand around. And it's 4-1 Charlotte. With halfway through the game. And the Bears try to start throwing their weight around. Okay, let's start crunching some guys. Let's start putting our hands up and shoving. You know, we're, we're going to start acting like the slap shot guys. Because that's what we grew up watching. We grew up watching guys like, like Rob Ray and Chris Pronger. Those guys did it and it looked cool. Let's do that too. And what I noticed is that the Bears, and I hate to say this, because I know, you know, that I know Bears fans, that this may not be true, or it might be. They quit. There was no effort. And because from what I've seen, out last game excluded, when we went down 4-1, I'd look at that bench and I'd go, which one of you is going to put us back in the game? Who's going to score a goal? Who? Who is it? Is it Molson? You're 39 and you're standing around. Who's going to do it? Hey, Gersich, you haven't scored a goal this season. Hey, Alexiev, where's that game play? Guys, who's going to step up to the microphone? Who's the next man up as coach keeps telling us? Who's going to score that goal to get us back into this game? Syracuse had a bunch of guys who could do it the other night. Who? And it wasn't there. We're, we're so concerned about throwing hits and winning the battles and throwing hands up. At the end of the, of the second, Remshaw gets five minutes for fighting because he's in a corner pushing and shoving a Charlotte checker. And yeah, Fans down in the old corner are going, I'm sorry, does fighting put a goal on the board? No. No, it doesn't. You're fighting for the sake of fighting because you're angry and pissed off. That's why you're doing this. And it doesn't get you back in the game. Am I upset? Yeah, I'm upset. And with about a minute to go in the period, I got out of my seat and I walked down. I walked down, got myself an overpriced bottled water, like I'm doing now. (sighs) Took a drink and realized that this team was done for the night. You know, this team doesn't have the talent to come back from three goals down. Not even two. And the third was just a formality. Charlotte played keep away, and the Bears were done. They were just done. And there were more penalties. Alexiev, high sticking. Bobby Nardella, delay of game, which was legit. Lucas, high stick. All real penalties. The refs aren't to get you. So, Bears fans were trying to, to say, oh, it's the refs. No, it's you. Cole Lind. 
Five on three power play goal. Five one. Ryan S- Riley Sutter got a garbage time goal with 10 seconds left in the game. I didn't even clap for it because I didn't care. Charlotte wins it because they outplayed us, they outworked us, and they gave a damn. Well, you you said at the beginning of the podcast that you wanted the Bears to go 500 on the weekend, but not like this. Yeah, we won in a shootout, in a game that should have been 4-2. Or what this game was, 5-3, but we couldn't close and had to rely on a skills competition. And then this, on a Sunday, where you were coming off a back-to-back with travel and a Charlotte team who was tired a little bit, came out and beat you. They outworked you in the corners. They beat you to pucks and were just better. And all we get out of the coach out of this was, well, uh, well, it's just a, a burn the tape type game. Uh, we, we just got to take this tape and, uh, and, uh, we're, uh, um, just not, not our night. You know what? Absolutely pathetic. You know, I know Bears fans will come on and say, well, we've had, we've had call-ups and injuries. Not good enough anymore. Your grace period has officially ended about a month in. And let's, let's maybe just look at it. Since opening weekend, we've played about 500 hockey. Opening weekend was our best weekend because, well, we were healthy. Some games we won out of luck. Other games we we won because we didn't, may not deserve to. But we lost. We got beaten outright, outworked, outplayed, and outhustled. And technically, in all three games this happened. Wednesday night, when you lost to Lehigh, they came out and got two shorthanded goals in a close game and blew you out of the water. Charlotte came back, out-muscled you in the third and made that game a hell of a lot closer than it should have been. And Charlotte, well, you saw, 5-3. Outworked and outmanned. And when this team gets down two goals, I've seen it too many times. Head hanging, looking around, looking around to see who's going to provide that spark, who's going to be the guy. And sure, We did it against Springfield for one game. I want to see that more than one game. I would have liked to have seen that against Lehigh, where we come back after being, you know, maybe make it 4-3 and make them sweat it out a little bit. Then I could say they tried to come back. But when this team went down multiple goals, they died. They did not care. At least Sunday, it was more evident. They didn't. And let me tell you this, Bears fans. It ain't going to get any easier from here on out. Because it's all division, baby. From here on out. For about the next three weeks. Next weekend. Hartford. Charlotte. And then Wednesday night against Providence. Okay, Rochester. Black Friday. And then after that, three Lehigh, three Wilkes-Barre. So... I don't know what type of excuses you want to drum up, but we're injured. Doesn't fly anymore. 
Next man up, find a way to make it work. Make do. Well, it's a new coach. No. The coach? Coach him up, coach. That's what you get paid to do. And maybe I oversold this team. Maybe I oversold them as this offensively gifted team. And maybe once some guys in D.C. do get healthy and we get A.J. and maybe Protoss and Leeson could help fill those holes in the bottom six. But Matt Molson looks lost out there. I'm, I'm not going to say disinterested, but he's, he's underperforming. Maybe age is really catching up with him. Shane Gersich has been a whole big barrel of nothing. Alexander Alexiev, haven't seen much out of him. Cody Franzen, I know he's injured, and I hope they get well. But when you have a team that has that had real Calder Cup aspirations this year, and I know it's November, but to have what they did on Sunday was absolutely pathetic. So yeah, I'm salty. I'm upset. Because as I've said, I can handle losing. But I won't tolerate performances of where it looks like a team just quits and becomes uninterested. Because that's when you lose fans. And especially after a long pandemic, (laughs) you don't need that. You really don't. So, yeah. Sorry for the long-winded rants. Sorry that if this was a little bit more angry. But yeah, I came back from this game on Sunday mad because I know the performance that I saw from this team against Charlotte is fucking better than what I saw on the ice. And if nobody else on the fan base is going to say it, then I will. Sunday was absolutely pathetic and there should not be a repeat of that performance at any time this season. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? As Clark Griswold once said. Let's take a look at the rest of this division. Lehigh still sitting in the bottom at 3-7-3. and three, Nine points. They're still at the bottom. I guess that little winning streak of theirs came to an end. Bridgeport at 13 points. 4-64 at 5-6-1. They're at the bottom. Wilkes-Barre trending in the wrong direction at 6-6-0-1 at an even 500. But it's official. They're frauds. Thanks for playing. Providence hanging around, starting to find their oats and get back into it better than where they were a couple weeks ago. 5-4-2-1-5-34-5-43 on the season. Charlotte 6-5-1. Lots of travel for the boys down there in North Carolina. Holiday season should see a lot of home cooking for this team. 6-5-1 at 6 at 5-43. Hershey, 6, 4, 2, and 1, 577 on the season. At just 500 so far, hopefully the boys can turn around a bit. And the top two in the division, Hartford at 9, 3, and 1. A good weekend for there in Connecticut. And lastly, still at the top, the Springfield Thunderbirds at 9, 2, 2, and 1. A bit of a slip up this weekend, but they're at the top at 769 nice with the percentages there is your atlantic division everyone so the boys will be back at it in Hoytfoyd in eastern connecticut 
on Saturday, but we will deal with that on Friday. So thank you to everyone for listening to this Grit and Barrett podcast. Very passionate, very excitable, very just me. It's a roller coaster, and it's all over the place, and that's just what Hershey Bears hockey is. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network. Like, share, and subscribe to all of this. And I will catch you Friday for the Friday face-off. But above all, regardless of everything I just said for the past 45 minutes, through it all, I still say, go Bears. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears! Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.